0: starseeds, and welcome back to another Expand podcast episode with yours truly, Elizabeth April. I want to talk all about lucid dreaming today. So this is a question that I get asked often. How do we lucid dream? And there are so many things that we can go into today, but I want to just kind of open it up by generally talking about lucid dreaming. So for those of you who don't know what it is, lucid dreaming is essentially waking up in your dream. And when I mean waking up, kind of realizing, oh my goodness, I'm in a dream. Now, (laughs) I have a lot of these. I actually got to a point where I was training myself how to lucid dream, but then I ended up controlling all aspects of my dream and my dreams became very boring for me and so I decided to just let the dream you know take place and I will set intentions for dreams of things to do in my dreams but I no longer want to control them. What's really funny is around the same time that I was trying to control my dreams I was also attempting to control my fate, my destiny, my reality, my timelines that I, you know, am navigating through. And I once again, got really bored of the precognition and of the knowing what was going to happen in every next moment. So I have had my fair share of experience in this, and I'm actually at a point where I don't want it. So that might be kind of funny for some of you, but for others who maybe have had the psychic abilities or that been tapped in for a while, There's a certain point in time where you really do just want to be grounded and you want to be human and, you know, experience more of a simple life in a sense. So as always, it's all a balance. But there is a really funny dream I had just the other night. I think sometime last week and, or was it like two nights ago, actually? What is time really? But I was in a dream and I was with a bunch of people. And we were figuring something out, like it felt like a very kind of immersive, on the hunt sort of dream. And in the dream, I kind of stopped and looked at these these people, these friends that were around me, and I didn't recognize any of them from this reality. And I think that that was set up that way for a reason. And I looked at these people and I said, hey, have you ever wondered if we're in a dream right now? And they looked back and they said, well, no, that would be ridiculous. And I said, well, why would it be ridiculous? And they said to me, well, you know who we are, right? Like, you know us. You know this reality. You've been in this reality. Of course, this isn't a dream. And I thought to myself, I'm like, yeah, I do know you guys very well. You know, I do understand. I am here in this reality. Of course, this is real. I'm in it. I'm in it right here. And then I freaking wake up (laughs) from questioning my dream in the dream and I wake up to this reality and my first question is, am I dreaming? How do we know that we're not dreaming? We don't. Literally, we have no idea. And everything in your reality is built up and you really think you know what's going on, (laughs) but maybe you don't. Maybe none of us do. I mean, how did I even get here in the studio right now today? Can I say, you know, I, I got up out of bed and I walked from that room and I walked outside and I got my coffee and then I came in here and here I am? Or am I here because I'm choosing to be here right now in this moment? I mean, it kind of navigates into the concept of parallel selves, what if I choose to, to go to sleep? What if I choose to allow my autopilot programming, which has kind of just been working so far, right, in other cases, in other scenarios, and I just kind of leave this place a little bit, and I just go to another lifetime that I'm living in simultaneously, and then all of a sudden one day I wake up, and I'm a 10-foot tall, furry, rhinoceros-looking being, and I live on a ship, and I live this whole different life. And then upon waking up as this rhinoceros being, I'm thinking to myself, wow, well, if that was a dream, then maybe this is a dream. No, no, this can, this is for sure real. This rhinoceros, I know this body. I know this dimension. I know this job that I'm in. Of course, this is the real reality. And I guess when I talk about it this way, you know, it goes back to that movie Inception. How do we not know we are just a speck of consciousness, you know, imagining all of this, just creating all of it in depth, and detail. And this also brings us back to simulation theory. I can't prove that this is the real reality. As a matter of fact, I don't believe that this is the real reality. And as a really matter of fact, I don't really believe that there is a real reality. I believe that there are fragments of the universe of source frequency that we can interact with that allow us to experience a different perception of, say, the material and non-material worlds. But I guess the ultimate real reality, if there ever was one, it would be just pure source consciousness. Just the intelligent frequency that is unified, that runs all throughout this universe. I guess that is the ultimate source of the projector. You know, that is the projector. That is the dreamer. And we are a part of source's dream. If I were to summarize my understanding, that would be the closest to it. And I am so content with that thought. And I am so okay being so present with every aspect of this dream for as long as I have it. You know, like that is really, truly a a free place to be in. And if I narrow in all the way back down to this one moment, this one day, this one lifetime, this one experience, it is extremely difficult for the average person to understand, let alone comprehend, that this could all be a simulation or a dream or not really real. Because every single day in every single moment, when we get triggered into fight or flight frequency energy, it pulls us back into the dream. Like for example, if I stub my toe in a dream and that freaking hurts in the dream, it makes me more present than ever before in that dream. Any sort of drama, any sort of reaction, any sort of really anything that goes beyond the mundane will instantly trigger us to be more present. And that's why I'm thinking, you know, when I'm just kind of casually going about life, Am I really living this dream? Am I really in a dream? And what kind of implications can we associate from that understanding? Are you struggling right now? Are you having difficulty with your reactions and attachments, with your emotions, with your physical body? Well, most likely you are shifting to a new frequency. And I invite you to shift with me into the fifth dimension frequency. Check out the 3D to 5D shift masterclass by yours truly, Elizabeth April. You can find it on my website today. It is an eight week long course and it will help you let go of 3D. Understand that this entire reality is just an illusion created by your conscious awareness, and focus. I will see you in the shift masterclass, but also in the fifth dimension frequency. Right now, everyone's getting triggered into fear. They are stuck in the dream. They are stuck in the matrix. But the second that you realize that there is a matrix or there is a built-up, projected, illusionary way that things should be that is completely obscured, completely the opposite of the way that they really are, then all of a sudden we can back off a little bit, back off this material world, back off this one reality. Man, if, if you think this one lifetime is the only life, is the only moment that you have, is the only age you know, 29 and a half, the only time that you're ever going to be that or experience that, then yeah, I mean, I would be stressed out indefinitely. Really, I would, it would, this would be all my eggs in one basket. And that's basically what Catholics believe, that they get one chance, one chance. And if they fuck it up, they're going to hell. (laughs) That's ominous. I'd be stressed out, I would be repressing shit, I would be guilty and shameful for not being a figure in God's eyes or whatever God wants you to be. But that would be a lot, you know? So I guess the opposite end of like really caring so much that this is the only go around is understanding truly. And I have I think I've contemplated this and then I've also seen a lot of other people struggle with this which is, all right, cool. So this isn't the only lifetime. This isn't the only moment. This isn't the only dream. So why care? Why give a shit? And I also get that sentiment as well. It's a healthy balance. You put yourself here. You're living this life. So I don't know why I totally got off topic there, but I just felt like that all of that needed to be said. I want to circle back around to uh, lucid dreaming. Now there is a a phrase, I guess, in lucid dreaming that I just learned about actually, and it's called false awakening. Now, if I were to take this phrase and apply it to spirituality, then we'll apply it to lucid dreaming. But I would say a false awakening for a person, which is quite rare, but it does happen, and I have seen it, where you question your reality, you gain access to some answers And it freaks you out so much or you're unwilling to take responsibility for things that are happening and taking place that you basically step back through the door of ignorance and you make a conscious effort to choose not to believe in everything that you just found out about or realized. I would say that would be like a false awakening, you know. It's like, oh, no, no thanks. Actually, this is too hard. Uh, and it is. It's really fucking hard to do, is to look at yourself, understand who you are as a human being, and then go deeper and understand the sentiments of society and the reality around you and so on and so forth. A false awakening within lucid dreaming is really cool. And I have had this happen a few times before. Where you wake up in your bed and you go about your day, you know, make your coffee, do some stretching, answer emails, whatever. And then you wake up in real life and you're like, oh shit, I was dreaming the whole time. And I went about my entire day dreaming. That's a false awakening. I think that that's really badass. That's really cool. And what science has said about dreaming in general is that our brain cannot tell the difference between a dream and a reality. And the fact that this has been proven is pretty mind-blowing. And once again, the implications are really vast. So the implications of something like lucid dreaming can be immense if you stick with it, if you practice it. And of course, when I was doing lucid dreaming, I really wasn't mature enough to understand the proper applications, hence why all I wanted to do was be invisible and fly around, right? I didn't actually want to do anything productive. Now I realize that you can do productive things. You could, for example, meditate in your dreams and all of a sudden you've gotten four hours of meditation, you know, and you're calming the mind and you're bringing conscious awareness. The one thing that I do want to mention as well, so when I was lucid dreaming, I would always wake up feeling very tired. And now understanding that the brain cannot differentiate between dream life and real life, of course, you're going to feel exhausted. If you're running marathons in your dreams and then you're waking up to just perform daily tasks... Of course, you're going to be tired because that's what the brain perceives that you did. Now, I think the next kind of evolutionary step to lucid dreaming is, and this is going to sound wild, but this for sure is where I want to go with it. This is actually what I practice on a daily basis. When you do and perform a task, you can simultaneously do something in the background. It's kind of like running two programs at once. One program that you're running for your human is your hardware program. And then the one program that you're running for your human is your software program, which is I am meditating right now in the background of my consciousness while I am speaking into the microphone for this podcast. I believe that we can, even in dream time, if you wanted to spend four hours Meditating in dream time in real time, that could be like 15 seconds. And we can get through things quite easily, quite quickly. So if you want a lucid dream, getting a really freaking great night's sleep, then that's going to really affect you for the day that you have ahead. You're going to wake up feeling refreshed. It's layering your reality to basically get shit done. It is the ultimate multitasking tool. Yeah. So it's just, it's really fascinating. So here's what I want to say. Lucid dreaming is also really like a doorway or a gateway to everything, to better meditation, to remote viewing, to channeling, to downloading, to past life regression, to telepathy. I mean, because all lucid dreaming is, is being consciously aware of your state in moment to moment. Is my state dreaming or is my state not dreaming? Right. And so that awareness and focus in dream time actually allows you to be aware and focused in real time. You're just bringing conscious awareness to the moment, which is beautiful. What a great practice. That's all meditation is, is bringing conscious awareness to the present moment. I found that lucid dreaming was my gateway to everything. So the number one thing that I like to mention when always talking about lucid dreaming is it is not how you do it. It is not what or when you're doing it. How can I lucid dream? How do I do it? Well, you're already doing it. I believe that all of us are not only lucid dreaming, but astral traveling all the time. When we get out of our body to go into this dream dimension, which is kind of more of an internal dimension, but there's still this aspect of removing yourself from the current state of reality and experiencing a reality that is already existing that you get to go to. It's very, very similar to astral traveling or remote viewing in the way that I am in this reality right now in my studio, but I could go astral travel to Egypt and I could experience that reality. I'm not creating the imagery of Egypt. I am going to a place that already exists. I believe, and I haven't sorted this out too, too much. So this belief may change, but up until now, I believe that there are certain, what I call dream dimensions. And they all exist in the astral realm. And we can go to these dream dimensions. And yes, I believe that we are creating them and projecting them just as much as we are creating and projecting this reality. There are fundamental aspects of those frequencies that already exist that we can go to, check out, explore, and interact with. And this is where even when you're lucid dreaming, yes, you can control your environment. But once again, like you kind of arrive into an environment as well, if that makes sense. So I don't know if that helped or hindered. But the point is, you're leaving your body all the time, you are lucid dreaming all the time, all you need is that awareness. So there are many different like free, I have to uh, emphasize free, please don't, well, I can't say please don't spend your money on trying to to lucid dream because I think it is important. And, and if you feel like you need a structure and a course to help, by all means, go for it. But I do believe that everything you need is for free online, right? And it, once again, it depends on your distraction level. So one of the techniques to help you lucid dream, to help you remember these lucid dreams is to stare at your palms, stare at both of your hands and ask yourself the question, am I dreaming? And if you do this three times a day, like I, I used to call it a lucid dreaming alarm. So I would set the alarm in the morning, in the middle of the day, and in the afternoon. And that might, yeah, disrupt your day, but if you really want a lucid dream, it's not really something that you half-ass. Like you really do have to dedicate a couple of weeks to trying this to really hone in on it, all right? Because it does take practice and time just to be aware of when you leave your body so looking at your hands am I dreaming no I'm here I'm well at least for the most part the short answer is no I'm in this reality for right now eventually sometimes it takes a person a day of doing that sometimes it takes a person a couple weeks of looking at their hands and asking that question but eventually in your dream you will look at your hands and you will ask yourself the question am I dreaming And in that moment, you're going to stop, you're going to look around, and you're going to say to yourself, yeah, you know what, I think this is a dream. And one thing that I want to mention to you is when I first started lucid dreaming and realizing that I was in a dream, and I don't know if this is a thing because I don't really know what the research is out there, my dream would collapse I would continuously have my dreams collapse down on me. I got really, really heavy. Everything got dark. It was like the one of the scenes from Inception. It just all started collapsing around me. And I'm like, what's going on? And so I don't know if this, is, this was like a defense mechanism. I don't know if this is normal for people to encounter. I mean, definitely do your research out there. But I want to let you know that you're not not able to do this if your dream starts collapsing. Like, don't feel disheartened if your dream keeps collapsing because that happened to me probably four or five lucid dreams before I was able to actually have a very clear lucid dream. And I'll tell you about my first ever super clear without collapse lucid dream that I had, and then I will close off this podcast for now. I'm not going to be your expert on lucid dreaming, but I want to give you some really cool things to think about when starting it. And I encourage you to check out all of the other things online about, you know, things to be aware of or ways to work with a lucid dream. So my first like full lucid dream happened. I was in the middle of this art piece and it was a painting of this troll. And the troll represented kind of the elites of society. And the troll had this staff that was, you know, the city. And there was all these kind of eyes and sheeple and like just all these crazy things, you know, around this painting. Anyway, so I'm hanging out in this garage uh, in my mom's garage, actually. And it was like middle of summer. It was so beautiful out and it, and it really felt so real. The garage door was open. My mom was there. My brother was there. I was there. We were all just kind of having a very normal chat, just a conversation, just very mundane. And this was a dream. And so all of a sudden, this troll straight out of my painting. So it's a completely normal scene, just so typical. And this troll, probably like a two, three foot, really ugly just just exactly depicted as my painting walks into the garage you know and immediately there was this fear response in me and i'm like oh my god he's this is he's alive and he's ugly and i don't know And so I I said to, I looked around and I realized I was in a dream. I'm like, oh my God, this must be a dream. And if it's a dream, then I have full control. So I said, all right, troll, I want you to get taller. And all of a sudden the troll stretched out and got super, super tall. Okay, troll, I want you to get shorter. and went shorter, wider, and it went wider. And I was just kind of playing with the dimensions of this troll. And my mom and brother were laughing and we're having a good time. And then I woke up. And that was kind of my first realization of, oh my goodness, this is actually a thing. This is so cool. And by having and being very lucid in my dream time, I was also able to really navigate dark energy attacks and like other things that that I would be encountering and facing on my journey of awakening. (laughs) So it really did help to say, yeah, you don't control me just because I'm scared of you you know and that that was kind of the precursor to all of that realization Well, that being said, happy lucid dreaming to all of you. Make it productive. Have your fun, for sure. Have your fun, but make it productive. See if you can heal yourself in your dream. See if you can meditate in your dream. See if you can do some Tai Chi training, you know. It really reminds me of the movie The Matrix and being in that white room and really being able to download or upload anything that you want. That is exactly what the astral world is, and it's quite exciting. So until next time, as always, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your presence. Until next time, I'll see all of you in the fifth dimension frequency.